It is Friday, October 20th, 2023. This is another playoff edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by our good friends over at SeatGeek. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Out of curiosity, is that your own raised jersey that you wore? I would never do that, Chris. I swear. <laughs> of course it's my own raised jersey. Who else would I own? Maybe Longo. I would I would jersey swap with Longo. Uh, I just... They're not playing anymore. The race, they're out. Spin around. Let's see. Yes, that is a true gamer right there. It is. It is. Are they out of the playoffs? They are. Okay. Not. Yes, this show is presented to you by SeatGeek. I want you to go to your phone if you don't have the SeatGeek app and download it today because it is America's number one seating chart for you for anything. If you use the code John Boy Postseason, all caps, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your next purchase as well. Whether you're a newbie or a returning customer, you can use it for the baseball playoffs, NFL, college football, upcoming NBA, NHL concerts, whatever it is, go use that code, save 10%. Tip of the cap before we get started. I know it was a rough day for the Phillies, but their owner, John Middleton, continues to impress. We've seen him do this several times throughout the playoffs where he's giving baseballs away. And here he is out in Arizona, like on a balance beam, like my man, chill. Dude, he almost got hurt here. When he goes here, he almost slips right there. You got to be careful. But you know what I like? I like it. I just, I've mentioned this many different times throughout the postseason as he's done it. It's just like such an easy thing for him to do that garners, like we're talking about him. The fans are talking about him. How easy is this, people? Like, He's figured out, oh, all I got to do is throw some baseballs in the crowd. That's it? People are going to like me? Uh, can I ask a question? Why doesn't he have personal security that's, like, there to make sure he doesn't fall over? He's only a gazillionaire. Like, let's I'm watch sure he's it. Got, I'm sure he's got somebody there. I don't think they expected him to get on the top of the bench, <laughs> put his try to put his hand down full of baseballs on the top of the dugout. John, let's, like, let's calm it down a little bit. I also want to see his arm. I don't want to see him like tossing uh, the balls under the screen. Let's, let's get some over there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, he's no Jim Crane. Jim Crane played college baseball and can actually throw it a little bit. Um, so let's start with Jim Crane's defending World Series champs. The Astros, even the ALCS after taking game four, Houston knocked Ranger starter Andrew Heaney out in the first inning after Texas came back and made it close. If one Jose doesn't get you, the other one will. Here's the pitch. Swing and a drive. Three-pointer from way downtown. Palakaye. Si, senor. Abreu. A three-run shot. Si, senor. I think this team this team's been punched in the mouth a lot over the last seven years. Um, and when you're playing against a great ball club like them, you, you expect uh, it to be challenging and tough. And um, we show up every single day to the ballpark, try and work our tail off and um, compete at the compete. And uh, I think the guys do a good job of kind of being relaxed, but also being intense and focused. And um, it's, it's fun. It's a fun group to be a part of. That's Alex Bregman on the FS1 postgame show. Uh, that followed, of course, the Astros radio network with a fantastic call of Abreu's three-run shot, which really put this one out of reach. Why were you giving him frowny face when he was talking? Bregman? Uh-huh. Punched in the mouth a lot in these last seven years. You guys have been in the ALCS seven years in a row. I don't know about getting punched in the mouth a lot. Yes, you do. You know that they use the fact that, the, that they cheated as fuel. 
that everybody hates us, and that's the punch in the mouth. That's what that is. All right. I mean, I understand. If that's the case, then yeah, sure, I get it. Yeah, that's what it is. But here's the thing. It's more a statement than a question. Texas has got to be very careful because it feels like the Houston rocket ship is taking off. You agree? That's, am I going to Nick Castellano you right here and say, is there a question in there? I just asked, do you agree? Do I agree? Um, I think it's gonna. I think it's still going to be a great series. I'm not like when it was two zero. We said I don't think that Houston is out of this without mm-hmm. a doubt. Now that it's two two, I don't think that they're running away with this series either. I think Texas had their chance. I know it got away late from them, but if the two two pitch gets made right there and Abreu pops it up, we're talking a four three game. Like things are completely different. I know. I know it didn't happen that way, but here's the thing. This is what I think about the series. It's two two right now. You got if you're the Rangers. You got to close it out in six. Like you got Montgomery, and then you got Ivaldi, and you got to win these next two games. If he goes a well, game seven, and you're going Scherzer versus and, and, and Scherzer and company versus Framber and company, I I think we're gonna have to lean Houston there. So you got to go win these next two games. And again, I don't think that like I think the Rangers are fine. Like they're going to hit the ball. I don't think they're worried about it. They like who they have going in the next two games. I don't think this is some like foregone conclusion. The Astros are going to win this series whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do believe that if the Rangers want to win this series, they have to win in the next two games. The problem is that it's not just Jordan now, even though he continues to smoke every pitch that comes his way. Man, Incredible. he almost he almost had a grand slam again last night. Um, but now Altuve is on a bit of a heater. Bregman gets the first inning triple that gets them on the board and going early. Abreu, his OPS is like 350 points higher than it was during the regular season. Guy's just mashing. And now so now we're talking about a guy down the line. Really, the only guy that they can't count on right now that they have throughout the season is Kyle Tucker. Everybody else feels like they're getting good hacks on the ball and they're seeing it well. And even the bottom of the lineup is producing – you know, when Martin Maldonado's getting hits or walks to get innings going, that's bonus for them. And man, I, I don't know how you explain what they've done in Arlington this year, but they're eight and one in the last six games. They've scored almost 70 runs. That's that's insane, dude. There are some ballparks you just feel really good in, but to have it as a team yeah. go that way, that's it's an interesting one. I mean, it's, it's not a good feeling if you're the Rangers knowing that Houston can come in. But you know what? This is what you say. We just went into their place and took two from them. So it's – this is still very, very much a series. No, I, I know the Astros have stolen momentum and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. I Don't discount the Rangers whatsoever, people. No, last night it felt like the their last breaths came in the fifth inning after Abreu gave Houston that 7-3 lead, and then the Rangers get a couple guys on. First and third, and nobody out, and um, Simeon gets doubled off of first, which, you know, it was it was the right call once Houston challenged. It was the, I mean, how many guys now are just going to take their batting gloves and give them to the first base coach? We just talked about that. I'm talking baseball. I said this is everyone. You first of all, you should just give them to the first base coach, or but everyone's going to be tucking them in because yeah, you don't want to be. It's just an extension of your body at that point, man. Michelle couldn't understand. She goes, but it didn't touch him. I said, but it touched his batting gloves. She goes, but that's not a part of his body. I said, yeah, well, they're guys who get their jersey gets hit by the pitch, the uniform, not the yeah. actual body. 
it's all part of an extension. She goes, but that doesn't seem fair. I don't. You're right. It doesn't seem fair, but it's just the rules. It's just the rules. And what a, I felt so bad for Simeon on that one because you could see him mouth it like, oh, my God, I hit my batting gloves, didn't it? Yeah, that's such a weird situation. So uh, Tom Kelly, famed Minnesota Twins manager, a couple World Series. Uh, he was a first base kind of like coach, mm-hmm. not like a, on the offensive side, like defensive side. Like He loved to teach how to play first base. And he's okay. very good at it, like very, very good at it. One of the things he always said, though, about that situation, especially when a a, a guy's holding you on at first base and you're taking your lead off uh, at first base as a runner, he would always say, if the ball gets hit behind you, go. No matter what, even if it's a line drive. He goes, you're going to be out anyway. Like, just go get a good jump. Now, Jose Abreu behind uh, Marcus, that's a little bit different situation. But even then, it's like, man, like most of the time, you're just going to be doubled up there. Uh, Marcus did a good job of realizing where Abreu was and that he was, and that he caught it and he tried to get back there. Uh, but it's just a, a very, very difficult spot to be in as a runner. Yeah, I get it. All right, so here we go uh, tonight. Rematch of Game One: Montgomery and Verlander. Texas won that one two zip. Then the series goes back to Houston for Game Six and possibly Game Seven. Who do you like? I just kind of gave you my synopsis of what I think. I think the Rangers need to win in these next two games uh, to to be able to win this series. I don't. If it goes to Game Seven, I have, I just don't have a good feeling for them. So it's Verlander and Framber versus Montgomery and Eovaldi. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Jordan doing everything he can, Altuve doing everything he can. It seems to me like the Astros are pro- like if I had to like lay out favorites. For the rest of the series, I'd probably say the Astros are are favorited uh, in this series now. Um, what do I think is actually going to happen? I think the Astros win seven. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. I think it goes seven. I think they win. I said it on yesterday's show, and people gave me a lot of shit for it. I said, in my opinion, Texas, it's a must win for them tonight. And people are like, you're an idiot. It's only 2-2 if they lose. And yes, it is. And can Texas win the next two or two of the next, whatever math you want to use? Absolutely. Can they? Yes. In my baseball thinking, I thought that they would have to be up 3-1 in order to win this thing. In fact, my first cousin, who I love dearly, Debbie Krause, has lived in Dallas her entire life and is a lifelong Rangers fan. So all year she was texting me about this stuff. And then I started like shit talking the Rangers a little bit down the stretch. And she goes, Chrissy, she calls me Chrissy because she's a little older than me. She goes, Chrissy, what are you doing? Why are you picking on my, I said, I'm not picking on them. I'm not (laughs) picking on them. Like all the people who write in our chat on YouTube, in our comments section, we don't hate the Rangers. We give opinions. You might not like what you're hearing, but it doesn't mean that we. I dislike the Rangers. Yesterday was really the first time in the playoffs where the bullpen fell apart, where it didn't give them a chance to get back into a game. So I applaud them. This was really the first time in nine games where that hasn't happened. And that's a tip of the cap to them. I just think Houston has a little too much, unless Corey Seager puts together five at-bats tonight, kind of like he did yesterday. He hit one out. And they're going to need him and Simeon, who did get 
at least one knock yesterday to provide like the leadership, get them going. And you can't be down three, nothing when you're hitting first tonight. If they win tonight, if the Rangers win tonight, Montgomery goes and shoves. Tonight, yes. And then, and you're talking winner go home for the Astros with Framber on the mound, the way he's looked and the way you've all these looked. And I think yep. it's, you know, obviously it changes the, right. per- the perception and, and the, you know, what's going to happen in the series. But with, Three games to go. I don't know, man. It, it, I think honestly, none of none of us know what's going to happen. You know, dirty little industry secret really? there. We're just giving mm-hmm. our opinion. Um, I'm just, we've just. I think everybody collectively in the media has just seen the Astros do it time and time right. and again. It's hard. Not, it's hard to pick against them. Essentially. Yep. Yep. All right. So ALCS uh, back in gear later today. In the meantime. You have one of those friends or family members who you say, God, they've got everything. What the heck? They got another birthday coming up. What do I get them? Yeah. How about this bad boy? Mova Globes. It makes rotating globes that are constantly in motion. They're powered by ambient light. It means don't put them under a heat lamp if you like you work at McDonald's or something what? like that because it's not going to spin around. I'm telling you, it's not. Just open the shades near your window, put it up on the sill, and watch it spin around. Yeah, look at it right here. Yeah. They have magnets. They provide movement, so no batteries. There's no messy cords are needed. They're available in over 40 designs, which includes sports, world maps, outer space, famous artwork, and much, much more. And as an official MLB partner, MOVA is proud to present this unique baseball memorabilia. Right now, they got six clubs that are there for purchase. Dodgers, Cubs, Giants, Astros, Red Sox, and Yankees. Those are all available now. And 30 teams are coming next season. All 30. But right now, you can enjoy 10% off all officially licensed MLB MOVA Globes when you use the code BT10. That is BT10. So go order your globes now with a link in the description. Clue, if I can tell you, it is very therapeutic. You sit there and you stare at this bad boy and you're like, hmm. I like it a lot. And they're classy. Like, that's that's the thing is. Okay. When you have a desk or something, you you don't want it to look just like a mess or just like, you know, this random thing. Like, this is a classy-looking piece of art. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they get my face and your face on a globe, this business is going to take off. You're right. I can smell it now. Tens of people <laughs> will buy that. Yeah. I'll All see. right. We move on over to the NLCS. Uh, Diamondbacks, they have a chance to pull even later today with the Phillies after some Ninth inning magic in game three. Kimbrell deals an 0-1. That's into center field. It's down. In the score is Smith. And the Diamondbacks walk off the Phillies in game three. Cattell Marte takes a victory lap. It was a must-win game and uh, gives us momentum going forward, too. You know, being down 3-0 uh, definitely would have been tough. He wouldn't have been out of it, but it was definitely a big one for us. That is uh, Paven Smith, who came in as a pinch hitter and eventually scored the game-winning run, even though he had some questionable base running throughout the day as well. But let's talk about the hero of the game, Brandon Fott. We wondered out loud whether or not he would be able to handle the heat, and for the second straight time in Game 3 against a mega squad, he puts up a goose egg. He also didn't walk anybody. He's the first pitcher ever to do that in back-to-back postseason starts. Dude, you talk about the unexpected in October. That thing moves – that performance moves right to the top of the list, in my opinion, for this year. 
No, he's been great the last two starts out. I mean, you get top of the Dodgers. He had a hiccup first start against the Brewers. Dodgers was great, ended the series. This start, he was great. Um, got him right back into it. And the thing that really impressed me with 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 Fott was getting these guys to chase and and disrupting their timing. He's not like really a guy that has a herky jerky motion. It's kind of all like there, and you know, usually that's good for you. Uh, but he was they were late on his fastball. They were out in front of his breaking his sweeper. Um, you know, at the beginning of the game, he was filling up the strike zone. And then towards the end of his outing, he was making them expand at the top of the zone. Like he was just doing everything right. I think really, um, and I mentioned this on talking baseball, getting Bryce to ground into this double play right here was massive. Putting up a zero in the first inning was awesome for him. But then he just went to work, man. Like he had the invisible going. Like they were just not hitting it. He's throwing it by guys. Top of the zone was really working out for him. Um, do you, yeah, you got to tip the cat, man. It's a young dude who, like, everyone was discounting in, like, oh, what are they going to do game three? Like, how many pitches is he going to throw? 30 pitches? No, man. Like, he's gone out now t- two times in a row. He's got all the confidence in the world. So this is, uh, like you mentioned, one of the more impressive, like, players that we've seen that kind of show up in the postseason has been Brennan Fox. Yeah, I really actually thought that first at bat against Schwarber did a lot because yeah. Schwarber at the end of the at bat and it was a called third strike. He looked back at Dan Iasonia and he was like, really? Is that where we're going to be? And guess what? Iasonia was there and there and there and there all day. He missed not, a lot of pitches, yeah. It was not a pretty scorecard for Dan Iasonia back there. But so what? You got to take advantage of that if you're a pitcher. And Fott did, and so did Ranger Suarez, who, by the way, now has a point. 9-4 postseason ERA among pitchers that have appeared in at least eight playoff games. That is the lowest ERA ever. The guy who's right behind him? Sandy Koufax. Oof. I guess you're okay if you're doing if you're doing that. But you know what? Each here's the thing I love most about the playoffs and and series like this. Each game is truly its own chapter. You can have one game where a team gets just knocked all around the building then you can have another one where it's this tight and the team misses some opportunities another team doesn't really get many and it's you know you're just so anxious on every pitch and every little play means something because nobody's hitting the ball anywhere that's it's just fun because who knows what game four's chapter is going to be like yeah I, i hope that the diamondbacks make a series out of this now like you know they got back here and they're it's two to one what do you feel like about this series? Like what's you asked me what I felt like mm-hmm. about the Rangers Astros. What's the feeling here? Do you think this is just one game for the Phillies and they're just going to go take the next two? Cause they're just the better team. Or do you think this is like spark something in the diamondbacks to let them go on a little run here? So um, it would actually get us to our fourth question of the day, which is it just, I want to lay out the pitching matchup. It's Christopher Sanchez who will be throwing for the first time in the playoffs for the Phillies left-hander and Joe Mantiply, another lefty. He's going to start a bullpen game for Arizona. And so the question was going to be, how worried am I about Arizona using a bullpen? Because that's not what Christopher Sanchez is. He is a starter. He's a guy that made many starts for Philadelphia this year. Now, he's only thrown one inning in the last three and a half weeks, so I don't know how much he's built up, but he's not out there to pitch just the first and move on. I think today is is a recipe for disaster for Arizona. I really do. I just think it's... You're asking, I mean, what does Mantiply throw? 
to four bad. I mean, they hope he gets through maybe Bryson Stott. If he goes a second inning at best, that's what he's going to do. So you're talking about using a minimum of six pitchers and maybe more than that. That's tough. That's a See, tough you, go against You the don't Bills. like that at all. And you don't like bullpen games. And you feel like it's just one guy has to mess up and everything goes uh, awry. But I disagree with you. I think as a hitter, I never loved, I, I, I never liked bullpen days. You're facing a new guy every single time. You're definitely, I mean, most of the time, if the manager's doing it correctly, you're, you're having your, you know, reverse platoon advantage up there. So you're like having a, a tough at bat, you know, according to the numbers, most of the time. You're right. Some guy could mess up and give up a couple runs, but like, it's not a, it's not an easy day for a bullpen day. It really isn't. You really have to, you know, you can't just game plan for a guy and say, okay, I'm going to face this guy a couple times, and you know, I can see a pitch the first at bat because I know I'm going to see more. It's like, no, man, these guys, one after another, new fresh arm. It, you could you could game plan it the inning before and say, okay, I'm going to get this guy. So let me get my mind right for him. But then you might get pulled right before you're at bat. It's like it just. The game planning goes out the window, essentially, when you have a bullpen day. So it, it messes with your routine. Now, do the Phillies care about that? Are they going to lay down offensively? No, of course not. And They could look to take advantage of some of these guys. I, I know it is it is difficult to have six guys you know, on on a given day, but I don't think it's as much of a disaster as you think, at least. Or like, I, I mean, I'm not setting up in my mind for the Phillies to go to score 10 runs today against this... Diamondbacks bullpen. I mean, they obviously. Listen, could, I but... understand the thought behind it. I really do, in part because all season long, when we talked about the Diamondbacks, we were like, "Okay, great, they've got Gallon and Kelly, and then who?" Yeah, like what? Brandon Fott did not pitch well during the regular season. No, he did not. Let's not. Let's not pretend that this is something that has was building from August on. It wasn't. The guy had an ERA of almost six during yep. the regular season. They were never comfortable with who was the three, four, and five guys in the rotation. So I understand why they're doing it. That's the thing is, you know, how's Tory going to navigate it? Now you have to be on point as a manager today. When you got a bullpen game, especially against these Phillies, like you have to pull the strings right at the right moment. You got to be able to know when a guy is done. You got to know to when to let a guy ride a little bit. Like I, I want to see like if someone goes out and has a quick one, two, three inning, like, is he going to put him back out there? Have to, you know, it's, like, it's all just, I'm excited to see how he does this. He's very smart. He's very good at this. They've been doing it throughout the season. So like, he's, he's ready for it. Yeah. And Strom is a great pitching coach. Yeah. Really. I mean, let's remember he came from Houston where he's had a tremendous amount of success. And by the way, there's nothing to say that this isn't going to turn into a bullpen game for Rob Thompson either. Sure. I mean, we don't know what Christopher Sanchez is going to do. He was a starter during the year quite a bit for them. But as I mentioned, guys thrown one inning in three and a half weeks. What? What? They're happy if he gets through three probably. Maybe gets into the fourth. Is Walker involved in this game at all? Isn't that weird, by the way? It, it would be if I was him. I'd be like, what's going on? I'd like to pitch. On my team. Well, well, let let me just think about the roster at the top of the, you know, Cattell Marte swinging it both ways, so it doesn't matter. Corbin Carroll, lefty. Um, who else at the top? You know, they put Fam in the three spot a lot. Uh, Christian Walker. So, you know, against the lefty, it, 
I don't know. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to see when the last time he pitched. I'm getting his game log. Sanchez. Right it was the end of September. No, uh, I'm talking about Walker. A oh, Walker. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it, think it he... says September 30th. He pitched seven innings against the Mets. Yeah. So I think he and Sanchez pitches. pitched the same day. I believe. So we're talking 20 days. Yeah. Ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. It's really interesting how rosters are constructed and then used in October these days. It really, really is fascinating. I mean, I'm looking at some of the numbers. Walker from the beginning of July to the end was a four eight six. Kind of lines up with his overall numbers. Okay. Yeah. Would have been fun watching him go against one of his old teams. Though. I mean, you just paid him four years seventy two. Yeah, but you know, we we talk about this all the time. Doesn't He's matter. There. How many starts did he make during the year? Uh, thirty-one. That's what they paid him for. One hundred and seventy-two and two-thirds innings. That we paid you for those one hundred and seventy-two innings. That's what we fifteen paid and you six. For. Eh, don't worry about the record. Oh, we don't wins. We don't care about wins anymore in this sport. You know what we do care about? <laughs> the Seat Geek Question of the Week, and we want to thank everybody that sent in their outstanding questions. But we ended up going with this one. From Joseph Yauk. I apologize if I mispronounced that terribly. Y-A-U-C-H. But it doesn't matter because you are getting $1,000 in SeatGeek credit. His question was, which celebrities would you choose to give a pep talk to each of the four remaining teams? So it's kind of fun. Um, We're going to split it up. Ploof is going to do the American League. I am going to do the National League. Okay, I'm going to start. Let's go one and one. I'm going to start with the Rangers. Uh, they just got punched in the mouth. Series tied 2-2. Mm-hmm. I think they need some comedic relief. I think they need to take a deep breath. So I looked up, you know, who's from Dallas? Who are these guys? They're from Dallas. And one guy stuck out immediately to me that I think would be great. Owen Wilson. I think Owen Wilson makes everybody laugh. And if he went in there and, and gave up a little pump up speech, you get the I think the tension would leave the room. You see the nose, you know, all of his movies. You could do some uh, wedding crashers type stuff. I think yeah. Owen Wilson will be great for them. I was going to ask you if he needs to bring Vince Vaughn to really fin- hammer it home. I would love that. I would love that. But him on his own, he's great. I think he, I watched- think he would. I think he would just like calm everybody down. Everyone would laugh and they'd go in. And feel good about themselves. Do you watch Wedding Crashers every time it's on? Like when you're flipping through? I, and... I, I mean, that's one of the movies we'd stop and, and watch a few lines for sure. It's just, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's very, very funny. Bradley Cooper is hilarious in it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, you and I are kind of on a similar wavelength here. Okay. Uh, okay. For Philadelphia, you know, they're kind of, um, they're loose. They're fun. They're a little bit all over the place. Right, they don't seem uptight at all. So I too have dipped into the comedic world. Who is when you think of comedy from Philadelphia right now? Who do you think about? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. It's a no-brainer for me. Just come in, just do like fifteen minutes of your routine. Those guys will be feeling great, and then they aren't going to care about Dan Isonia's shitty strike zone or anything else. Won't have a care <laughs> in the world. They'll just be hitting bombs. So that I think Kevin Hart could go anywhere, but obviously Philly makes sense for him. But of he's, it he's one of those guys that's like, okay, Kevin Hart's going to come talk to us. I like it. Yeah. I, in fact, um, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52, I was hosting the post game show. He was on the field. Perhaps he had had a few pops during the game and he came a up. You. 
and there were some Eagles guys on there. So he was celebrating with them, and he started saying words that you unfortunately can't say on cable television. And Dion grabbed the mic from him. He's like, you got to go. You got All right, you got to go. That's it. <laughs> Leadership. I like Dion. it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, what do you got for Houston? Um, I This was kind of a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, I thought, maybe let's just have one person in there. But I decided, no, we're going to change things up. Um, I was going to say Beyonce at first because it's a no-brainer, right? Like, oh, yes. Beyonce is Beyonce, very beautiful woman. She's been at the on the big stage her entire life she knows how to handle the pressure all these things she's everything but i'm like you know what if we can get beyonce in there let's just get all the destiny's child in there oh yes like many Rowland, michelle williams beyonce i okay. mean come on people i mean i I'm want in. to be in that room yeah you guys know i love olivia she's yes, my everything but to see Destiny's Child and Beyonce and I mean Kelly Rowland's kind of like my jam, to be honest with you. Okay, settle down. Before you get too, into too much trouble, let's move on to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Hey, Kelly. All right, this guy is not from Arizona. He lives out there now. He is the most decorated Olympian in history. Because I think Arizona needs to still believe oh, wow. in itself a little bit. So I'm going to have none other than Michael Phelps speak to the team. 28-time Olympic medalist. You know, it for a long time, and I saw Phelps' entire Olympic career, it seemed so easy for him. But then at the end, people were like, he ain't going to win no medals. And here he is. After like his 16th Olympics, he was still putting hardware around his neck. You know, so he can relate to when people don't believe in you, how do you get it going? Why not? And he's been a part of a team. People think swimming just strictly individual. Arguably, his greatest medal accomplishment was in a relay race. So, pretty cool. No, you're okay. not. I would, I would, I would take it. You wouldn't like it if if Michael Phelps entered one of the rooms that you were playing in. You'd be like, oh, okay. The greatest he, Olympian ever, ever. Is that is he? Yes, twenty eight oh. medals. He's won twenty. Uh, I, I have nothing against Michael Phelps. Of course, I'd like to hear him talk and get his perspective. I would be more like looking at him, like, "What? Why are you so amphibious, bro? Like, let me see the web, you know, the web fingers. I want to see all that stuff. You're like weird, disjointed shoulder blades, whatever it is. Okay, I'm into it. I'm right, into yeah, it. I'm more into Bootylicious though. All right, enough. I don't think you're ready for this, Jet. You know that song? That when that came out, I think I was. Let's see. 2002, so, Joseph, so I was 16. Holy smokes. Congratulations, Joseph. You are the winner. You can take one of us if you want to, but we're not begging. Uh, okay, quick. Winners today. Quick. Quicker. Rangers. I think they beat. I think Montgomery comes out and shoves again, and I'll go with Phillies. Do we have a World Series matchup by the time we return on Monday? Um, no, I think it's going to go seven for the ALCS. Oh, I say no, because I think that Arizona wins one more game and this thing goes back to, um, goes back to Philly on Monday. Well, that is there two games on Monday? There could be. Okay. There could be games six and seven. Yes. So we'll see. I don't think we have our World Series matchup when we resume. 
Okay. All right. Uh, fun show. Everybody enjoy your goo gobs of baseball. Two games today, one tomorrow, one Sunday. Mm. And then we'll see how many we get when we return to class on Monday. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, your wife would like to speak with you now. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.